Sawadee and welcome to another episode here for the Funkit Pod and for Media Prof React to <laughs> AI. Again, it must be like the third time I'm doing like an episode on this, but I mean, the topic just doesn't die down, which is fair enough because I mean, it it keeps catching on, I guess. Um, everybody's chat GPTing, everybody's binging, bing chatting, or maybe not anymore because it's so creepy. So... Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be here to stay? Is it gonna go away? I mean, I guess they can answer it right away. Yes, it's gonna. It's here to stay, of course. Um, but is that it? Like the thing which surprises, I think, people in the AI industry a little bit is like how much it caught on with the mainstream public and the media, of course. Um, and one is in, in in a second. But if you've worked with AI. Like, like myself and many, many others over the past years, decade, you're not surprised. And I talked about this on a, on a previous episode. Like, it's not surprising, like, what happened to AI and how it works. It's surprising that, like, now all of a sudden, it seems like everybody slept on it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so awesome because, I mean, we've been doing things like this forever. Um, now it's a bit faster and it's just, like, fun to talk to chat GPT, I guess, or to chat with Bing Chat until you're creeped out but um, it's not a surprise that this works anyway so um, just checking my notes what I want to talk about like well um, chat GPT AI in general AI it's not only for, for text of course and like, you might have seen like for pictures like DALI or uh, Mid Journey and so on many many more now there's also AI for, for videos where you can just use text prompts to edit existing videos for example to create new videos um, so, yeah, what, what your imagination is, is your boundary, basically. There are no limits to it, more or less. Um, we also saw that, of course, that Bing, <laughs> um, Microsoft being like the, the main founder of OpenAI, right, which runs ChatGPT, so then Microsoft released Bing Chat, um, which is a, I, I, I try to like make it a, like, dump it down a little also for myself to understand it um, not trying to be condescending but I, as far as I understand it's like a, a simplified version of chat GPT so it's easier to scale I, I guess and so that's what they used to release via Bing chat and then this went south quite fast right with like di different journalists like having some really creepy discussions with the, with, with the AI that wants to be alive and, and, and stuff like this and telling someone that, that, that it loves him and all, all those, those those things and then like yeah needing to kill people or something <laughs> and so is it not creepy yes it's creepy um also i think the biggest problem here is that, that microsoft just jumped the gun they're like okay now google is all in on like ai probably and apple and whatnot so we have to we have to keep being first to releasing like our ai chatbot and all those things and maybe they should have like waited like two or three more weeks month and uh, to make sure that it's really bulletproof um until they release it nevertheless it's i think lots of interesting lessons learned from that and nevertheless ChatGPT, for example is, is still cool right uh and i talked about use cases before so i'm not going to repeat this now if you want to hear like what I think in regards to academia, academia, academics using it, students using it. It's, I discussed it on previous episodes already. Um, but now what I want to also talk about is, um, because it's related to what I do, uh, like marketing communications and so on, um, teaching in, in that area, the impact of AI in, in communications. Because 
quite frankly, I think the impact is going to be huge. I just gave a class, like uh, um, a lecture to, to, my, to my students in the first year about like, like new media paradigms and shifting paradigms in, in, in media and, and so on. And we talked about like how communication changed based on media change as well. Like way back when you wrote letters and you put like more words into the letters because you didn't... You couldn't send many letters. I mean, you could, but it's lots of work and you have to go to the post office and you have to pay for it and send them and then wait for a response. But it takes forever. So you put like lots of words in a letter. And this changed over time, right? So then you had emails and emails gotten shorter because you can send more so you don't have to make them as long. Messages have gotten even shorter. You don't even need, need to open your email email client anymore. It just pops on your screen. It gets even shorter. We have like stickers to reply to like on online chat or on WeChat or whatever. Any Any decent chat um, app that is not WhatsApp has stickers. <laughs> um, swiping is communication, right? Um, double tapping is communication. So we, we move from like lots of words and less frequently to less and less and less less words and way, 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 way more frequently. And I think AI is going to impact this as well. So for example, if you search on something on Google, right? it will auto-complete um, your search. If you're typing something on, in, in your mail program, Gmail, it's going to auto-complete suggest like, how to finish a sentence. That's going to happen with, with all the, the chat software, so in my opinion. And we're gonna, you're going to, Klaus Schwab, you're going to like it. <laughs> It'll suggest you what to answer, like, yes. Right? So it, it already suggests, like, if you click on stickers, for example, it shows you like, the, the most used stickers or the most likely stickers that, that would fit, right? So then... You, so it's going to keep doing those things with communication. So we, we're going to automate communication even more. And we're not going to be able to, I exaggerate, right, on purpose. We're not going to be able to type or to to have decent communi communications by ourselves anymore. We can already see that right now. After the pandemic, everyone can only communicate online, but not in real life anymore. Um, so, again, still exaggerating, but trying to make a point. And I think that's going to be the case even more so now with, with AI, automating things, doing things for us. You don't you don't even have to reply anymore. It's just like set up an auto routine. You can you could do this right now, right? You can set up an auto like responder, for example. You have auto responders for your email. You will have it for your chat too. Like it's going to be all automated um, responses to no extent. I, I'm all about new media, all about technology, but that's the the impact of AI on the personal communication is gonna be a bit scary if you don't keep it at bay the impact of ai and like professional communications all the things i mentioned right now automation and so on is gonna make professional communication so much easier way more targeted way more personal when it comes to pr marketing all those things it's gonna be amazing of course um from a marketing point of view from a consumer point of view a bit creepy um, but also, as soon as a company doesn't do personalization anymore, personalized marketing, um, you're going to be like, what the fuck, man, don't, don't send me those marketing templates. Of course, we're going to be used to like hyper-personalized um, marketing. And I think that's going to be, it's already is, is important. It's going to be even more important because with AI, you can actually utilize lots of the data that's out there. Um, it's not as complicated anymore as, as it used to be to utilize the data that you have about, of a client there's going to be even more like third-party apps that will provide you with apis to connect all those dots between like data ai analysis automated messaging automation and so on so um marketing is going to be way more hyper personalized and you're gonna like it 
Yes, that's the Klaus Schwab. So that's my that's my quick takeaway here. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have like a debate or something like this on that topic rather soon. I'll try to have it on the podcast. I'll I'll, I'll try to make that work. That would be interesting. I hope I I, I get uh, the parties involved to agree on that or maybe at least like have a guess on that. Let, let's see, because um, I think that topic is pr rather interesting. Um, if you want, if uh, like let me know in the comments. Or by email or on social media, it's at funkitpod or funkitpod at gmail.com. If there's interest, I, I'm happy to, happily breaking it down. Every time I talk about topics that I discuss in class, I don't want to go into too much detail because I feel like I don't want to bore the audience and my, my students that they have to listen to me for like three hours a week um, on those topics or even even more. So I feel like I don't I don't want to go into too much detail on, on those those short podcast episodes. But if there's interest there, please do shout out. I'm happy to break it down and elaborate more, obviously. Um, I'm also very curious like how AI is going to impact um, social media communication not only like peer-to-peer -peer, right and messaging but social media communication as a, as a whole like we know that ChatGPT for example um, is like left-leaning right I mean obviously if, if, if you're created by like Silicon Valley, you have certain values implemented in it, right? What's being censored and so on. I heard um, on Joe Rogan podcast, some I don't know who said it, but one of the comedians said that if you ask to write a joke about a man, it's going to be like some joke. If you ask ChatGPT to write a joke about a woman, it's going to tell you like why it's not not a good thing. I'm not sure if that's true or not, like hearsay right now, but I wouldn't be surprised, unfortunately. Um, because the wokeness is a little bit embedded into it, which again, Political correctness, if done right, <laughs> if so we know not, not offending anyone is a good thing. In theory, <laughs> it's just always used as like um, a, a way of censoring someone, right? So, uh, but that maybe there should be like a whole different different um, podcast episode discussion. Like, what's going to happen if you're all using censored AI? If the AI that we're using and we're relying on because it's so fun to get like all the answers so fast if that, that AI that we're using is censored and uh, just doesn't give you all the information, just doesn't give you all the history that, that, that you, you say, hey, I have to write an essay about some history thing and tell me the history of this and that and then it just leaves out some of the history. Huh. Ever thought about that? Probably not because you're like, yeah, it's cool. Give me all the answers. I don't have to do stuff by myself. It's cool. But there are so many dangers to it, so many scary potential use cases to it, and I think we have to discuss it. And I will have this debate soon. Um, I'll try to have it also in podcast form. If not, I'm going to try to either have someone from the debate also join me here on the podcast. If not, I'm going to do it by myself, but we're going to go all in on this topic. Let me know if you have anything in particular in this regard that you want to elaborate on, have elaborated on, um, that What are your thoughts on AI and ethics, censorship, how it's going to change communication, all those things. I'm very interested to hear that and we're definitely going to elaborate on this topic further um, sometime down the line. Probably very, very soon. <laughs> all right, that's it for, for this week. Very, very briefly. And again, any thoughts, ideas, questions, leave them in the comments. Send me an email, funkitpod at gmail.com, social media at funkitpod. I'm really looking forward to dive deeper into into this topic. Until then, as always, stay safe, take care, like, share, subscribe, rate this podcast so we have a bigger discussion on all things AI and we'll talk soon. Sabadikab. Oh, no.